Our text line is open. We've got it ready to go. 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by White Claw as well at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Man, where do we begin? We got so much. We got so many places we can go. It's been a great weekend. If you're a Hurt fan and you're a Bengals fan like me, you had a great weekend. Feel good about yourself because you got everything you possibly wanted this weekend. You got a great win over UAB, top team in Conference USA. You got to see the Bengals beat the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, the team that was anointed the Super Bowl representative from the AFC. You got to see that this weekend. And... For the first time in 33 years, we get to talk about the Bengals in the Super Bowl. That is the first time that I've had actually a chance to do that in my professional career. In my professional career, I have never had the opportunity to talk for two straight weeks about the Bengals in the Super Bowl. But we, of course, will get your phone calls in and your texts. Again, that text line is open now, 304 523 2275. That's 304 523 2275. We'll get into the Bengals a little bit later on. Uh, hopefully, later on, we'll hear from Dan D'Antoni, Tavion Kenzie as well. Tavion was out, could not play on Saturday. The team found out that mid morning, that afternoon, and so they had a few hours to get ready for that. The Thundering Herd had 111 straight games with Tavion Kinsey in the lineup. That's huge. He has played 111 straight games. And so here we are in a situation where your best score is not going to be available to you. You're on a 10-game losing streak. You are 0-7 in Conference USA. You're having a, a rough go of it. And you're taking on a UAB team that was fresh off a of victory over Western Kentucky. This was a pretty good team, right? I mean, this is one of the top teams in Conference USA. And so what happens? Well, here's what happens. The Thundering Herd wins that game against UAB, ends that 10-game losing streak without Tavion Kenzie. He was active on the bench. He was screaming, hollering, sort of like an extra coach. He was cheerleading. He was full of energy. I felt energy from that squad, him. And what do you get? You get to see a lot of talent out there get to perform. Obina had 23 points. He was 11 of 16, 1 of 5 from the three-point line, but he had 11 rebounds. That was huge. And then Michael Byers, 19 points. He had six rebounds. Huge. Andrew Taylor, 15 points, seven assists. Huge. And Mr. All-Conference, Mr. Everything in Conference USA, Jordan Walker, 23 points. So the Thundering Herd did well. Shot 54.8%. That is 34-62. The shots were starting to go in. From the three-point line, 33.3. That was 8 of 24. Led for 32 minutes. It was a good crowd. Saturday crowds always seem to be bigger than the Thursday crowds. 4,233. Marshall won the battle on the glass, 38-32. I mean, there are so many things we can just look at and point out how the Thundering Herd came about this victory the one thing that's important though is Marshall showed that when it's able to hit its shots when Marshall's able to hit its shots Marshall can do a lot of things in Conference USA and that was the best team in Conference USA that's still probably the best team in Conference USA 
UAB came into the Henderson Center. Their players had a little swagger to them, had a little drive to them. They kind of felt like they were, they were, you know, why, why are they here? Why are they here? And so Tavion Kinsey, when I had a chance to catch up with him uh, about a couple hours ago uh, during Dan's uh, media availability, he said that he kind of could see it from him. They were looking like, you know, why are we here? You know, why, you know, you don't belong on the court. And he's like, this is our court. So I kind of ticked him off. I wonder how he would have performed if he was able to play and that was what he saw. So we'll hopefully have that for you a little bit later on to talk about it. You can join us as well. You can talk about it at 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. So we'll hear from them. Also, we're going to talk a little bit about the Bengals game. Huge win. The Bengals go into Kansas City, down 21-3, come back, take a lead. Patrick Mahomes forces overtime and then wins the coin toss. And you're thinking, the way the NFL rules are, okay, Patrick Mahomes is pretty good. If he's going to find a way to do it, this is it. This is the moment. He finds the way to lead the Chiefs back to the Super Bowl. And instead, defense does what it needs to do. The Bengals get the ball back key turnover from Patrick Mahomes and the Bengals go down the field hit the field goal going to the Super Bowl first time uh, I have not seen that in a long time I had not seen that in a long time I was still in high school when they went last into the Super Bowl I was in high school now funny they had a terrible record that previous year and there was a, a, a guy that you know well, I was friends with he was a Browns fan and he would look at me and just talk smack about the, the Bengals. And I looked at him and I said, look, the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl next year. And to this day, when I see him, I haven't seen that. Yeah, I haven't seen him in years. But when I see him, he looks at me and it's like, yeah, you told me they were going to the Super Bowl. Of course, that was 33 years ago. We're talking now, 2022. The Bengals going to the Super Bowl. So how did you feel yesterday? I mean, what was what was going through your mind when you were watching that? I know a lot of you probably have Apple watches or you have you know, fitness trackers on your wrist and you were maybe looking down like, okay, why is this going off here? Why is this going off a little bit? Because your heart rate was going up. Well, then maybe that was just me. Maybe that was just me because I was looking down at one point. I stopped looking because it was at 120. I'm like, okay, I better, I better ease up here. It's at 120. Maybe it uh, needs to calm down just a little bit here. But there were so many moments in that game to to talk about and just the fact that I don't think anyone gave the Bengals credit that they could go in to Arrowhead and win that game. And, and so they did. And they're going to the Super Bowl. And now I watch the other championship, and I'm thinking, okay, here we go. It's going to be the 49ers again. Third straight time. Don't like the 49ers. And, and no, it's the, it's the L.A. Rams. I've never seen a Super Bowl without the 49ers and the Bengals. So this is going to be new for me as well. I mean, congratulations to them, Matthew Stafford. That's great for him. One of the one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. He gets an opportunity now. Joe Burrow, first full season. Not, not his second season, his first full season as the quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals. And he gets in to the Super Bowl. A lot of people are believing now. Honestly, a few years ago when 
the Bengals were making those playoff runs and before Carson Palmer got injured, a lot of people thought that maybe that was the year the Bengals could win the Super Bowl, could get to the Super Bowl and win it. And Carson Palmer gets injured by Kimo von Allhoffen, and that's it. That ruins probably the window, the opportunity that the Bengals had to get back to the Super Bowl. So here we are. Another superstar quarterback gets injured, comes back, probably even better, takes the Bengals to the Super Bowl. It's It was euphoric yesterday. I'll say that. I mean, that was the first time in a long time. I kind of felt you know, so joyous. Because you know, when, you, when you cover a, a team, like you cover Marshall, you, you kind of remove yourself. You, you should anyway. If, you, if you're trying to be objective, you kind of remove yourself from the emotion. You know, it's, it's not that you don't want to be a fan. It's just, okay, you're trying to be objective. You're trying to cover. You, know, you can't just be asking fan questions. You can't ask buddy-buddy questions. You, you try not to anyway. You, know, you can have a good working relationship, but you, you're, you're really not rooting for them. You know, you're covering them. It's completely different, even though you, know, you want them to win. But deep down, you, know, you can't really like, let those emotions come through. You can't be cheering in the press box. You can't you know, be cheering on the sidelines. Some places they do that, though. Let me tell you right now. Some places they do that. They were high-fiving. When I went to Marshall and Clemson that year, when I got to travel, they were high-fiving each other. They were excited for, for Clemson. Yeah, completely different at Marshall. So this was fun yesterday. We're going to talk about it. We'll get your phone calls in, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. We're going to hear a little bit later on from Dan D'Antoni. We'll hear from Tavion Kenzie as well. Text 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275. Now, today we're here at the Union Pub and Grill. We're here every Monday. Now, the Union is not open on Sundays. I can't imagine what this place would have looked like if the Union was open on Sunday. It probably would have been crazy here. But if you're looking for a place to be, the Union is the place to be. And today, the $1.50 and $2 call shot specials, $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots, that's the Monday special. You get that every Monday here. So if you're looking for a place to hang out after work, you know, Mondays, make it the Union Pub and Grill. We'll hear from Dan D'Antoni a little bit later on. We'll hear from Tavion Kinsey. We're going to hear from you at 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275. That's our text line, our phone line, brought to you by White Claw at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. More coming up here from the Union Pub and Grill. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. We're here today at the Union Pub and Grill. Paul Swan, your host on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Every Monday, we're here at the Union Pub and Grill. It's a great place to stop by after work on Mondays. Mondays are always the worst, so why not hang out here at the Union Pub and Grill for a little while? Monday special, $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots. You can do that every Monday here at the Union Pub and Grill. We're going to hear from Dan D'Antoni in just a few moments. Until then, we'll open up the text line for you. 304-523-2275. That's 304 
two two seven five. I got a few who days already, so you know I could go down the list. Who day? Who day? Who day? The Bengals win against the Chiefs. Going to face the the Rams. Uh, it's going to be in SoFi Stadium. AFC is the by the way, AFC is going to be the home team this year. So the Rams don't even get to hang out in their beautiful locker room. I hope the visiting locker rooms are going to be nice for them. I'm sure they'll need nice. Uh, they'll you know, they'll probably have to hang out over in the Chargers locker room maybe. Uh, the Rams and the Bengals, they've met a few times. I don't know if y- you've realized this, but you know, for the most part, the Bengals have been all right against the Rams. You know, last time they met was in England. You remember that game? It was 24-10, but the Bengals have been – pretty decently successful against them. It goes back and forth. And, of course, doesn't matter, though. None of that matters. Marshall uh, wins a big game against UAB after losing so many games. It, it, none of that past stuff matters. You're going to hear from Dan D'Antoni a little bit. He, he's starting to, to ooze that. So I'm using that philosophy here with, with the Bengals and the Rams. It doesn't matter what the past was. But still, the, the Bengals on top of the AFC, the best team in the AFC. We're going to look at the history of the series uh, throughout the week here. Yeah, I got some interesting factoids here about this series. And, of course, the Bengals are now undefeated, still, still undefeated in championship games. AFC championship game. The Bengals are 3-0. and I know there's a small sampling size, but the Bengals are 3-0 and in championship games. Of course, they're 0-2 in Super Bowl, so hopefully you can turn that around. That is a huge factoid right there. Three different quarterbacks have gone to the Super Bowl for the Bengals. It wasn't a situation where you had one quarterback leading the charge several years. You know, you don't have one Tom Brady getting there you know, ten times, winning at seven. So Burrow, he's a Heisman champion, won the Heisman. Won the national championship. Now can he win the Super Bowl? And if he does, that's going to be an amazing run. And he's going to be a made man for the rest of his life in Cincinnati. He's already probably at that point now. He's a made man now. But he's going to be even more so. Because you never know when the Bengals will get back to the Super Bowl. Trust me. I'm living proof of that. The Bengals haven't been back in 33 years. So you don't know when they're going to get back. Text line again, 304-523-2275. 304-523-2275. Marshall over the weekend over UAB in action this week on the road against Old Dominion first up on Thursday night. We're going to have that game for you here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And uh, as soon as I get the okay, we've got a couple of um, we got a couple of sound bites from Dan D'Antoni. So as soon as I get that okay in my ear, we'll go to those. I'm pausing because I'm waiting for that okay in my ear. Okay, I've got that okay now. So Dan earlier today was asked about the feeling in the locker room after the win. Here's what he had to say. Uh, well, I haven't been to the locker room yet. We took yesterday off, but uh, I'm sure they feel a lot better about themselves. Uh, and for a coach, uh, that game lasted about an hour after the game, and you're on to the next one. But uh, uh, for them, I, I think they – I'm sure they – you know, they didn't just win uh, any game. That was beating the number one team in the conference. So, you know, I'm sure that uh, 
they enjoyed it. And plus, they, they feel good about how they played. And uh, hopefully that'll spur us on the next. But I'm not a great believer that there's a lot of carryover from games. So we have to go back out and prove it again on Thursday. That's a good point. You want to take the excitement of this win. You want to take that into the next game. But Dan's like, nah, that, that game's over. We got to go out and do it again. So now you got to go and do it again. That's a good attitude. If you're going to approach it like, okay, there's no carryover. We just have to go out and do it again. And so you've got Old Dominion. That's the team. You're going to have to try to go and do it again. And you're, you're on the road. Will you have Tavion Kinsey? How is Tavion feeling? What's he What's he going through right now? Here's uh, Dan talking about his availability. I uh, talked to Tavion this morning. Said he felt much better. Uh, Keeley's type of injury for me, I'm very cautious. I've, I've had one uh, sewn back together myself. And uh, I, he didn't have any tears. It's just uh, uh, inflamed a little bit. Probably playing him too much. I probably need to cut down on that a little bit. But uh, he said he felt a lot better this morning. But, you know, I want him to slow go that one. So I don't know how much practicing he'll do. Well, today we only do film. I don't know if I'll let him practice tomorrow and then Wednesday. We'll see where he is. But, again, it's kind of a day-to-day situation. So day-to-day with Tavion Kenzie, we're going to hear from him a little bit later on, kind of get his idea uh, in his mind where he's at, how he's feeling. Now, the one thing that was good about Tavion not being out there, if you can say there was something good about it, was that the underclassmen really had an opportunity to step up, to play, to get into the rotation, get into more of a game flow. And I mean, Dan talked about his freshman class and his underclassmen just stepping up and playing on Saturday? Well, I always felt like, and again, I'm not, uh, you know, I always see the silver lining. I don't, I don't see dark clouds, but uh, uh, I always felt like we had a really good, really good uh, freshman class. The question as a coach is when do you put it on the floor? And uh, I think you have to be a little bit cautious with that or make sure you do it right because if you put them in too soon and they're not ready, then uh, confidence issues strike, especially a young person coming in. They start questioning what they're doing. They, they play different than they would have with, with, uh, with a comp, uh, feeling better about themselves. So, you know, with, uh, I thought, uh, the one most ready uh, was Chase McKee, and, and he's played early a little bit. He's been around with his dad, a professional, around a pretty high level of basketball. So I felt good with him. I was going to play Tucson, but he got the COVID issues and uh, was out like three weeks with that. And um, and then Kyle, I always felt, and we played Tucson this last one because I think he's our best uh, uh, big man right behind uh, uh, Gorin. And Gorin, uh, you know, goes about six minutes and then he needs to sit down a couple before he comes back again. So uh, Tucson got to play this last game. It's really the one that I thought he had, you know, gotten back in rhythm from, from uh, the health issue. 
And then, uh, you know, I watched uh, uh, what I like about the Braun kid is that uh, he's got real good quickness, gets the ball off real good, a uh, smart kid, doesn't make too many mistakes, although he made one big one his last game. But uh, I think he'll learn from it. You know, a lot of times it's not so much how much you know now, but how, how quick you assimilate knowledge. And uh, I felt like he was ready. Uh, to step on the floor, we needed uh, a space person uh, and a consistent shooter. Put him in, and he was every bit more what I thought he would be. And uh, I was happy for him because he's such a, he's a, such a great kid, and he's uh, always happy. I call him, you know, those California kids are all Ronald McDonalds, so you know they they're always smiling, <laughs> but. Uh, uh, I thought he did extremely well. And then, you know, the one kid, Wyatt Frisks, Frisk has uh, been out with injury. And really, prior to the season, he was one playing the best. And he's kind of a Michael Byers type of player. And uh, it's a shame that uh, he had the knee problems, but uh, they're taken care of. He's been operated on, they're taken care of. And uh, I think that's going to be vote well for uh, the rest of his career here. That's Dan D'Antoni talking about the youth brigade that we saw on Saturday against UAB. We're going to hear from Tavion Kinsey, get his update. We'll also update you on the latest news coming out of the Shuey building today. We'll take your phone calls and text. The phone line brought to you by White Claw is 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. And our text line this hour, it's 304 523 2275. We're coming to you today from the Union Pub and Grill, the Monday special, always at the Union Pub and Grill, $1.50 bottles and $2 call shots every Monday here at the Union Pub and Grill. More coming up on this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Text line is open this hour. It's 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. I enjoy scrolling down and just seeing all the Bengals fans who text me, who day, who day. You can't say it on the radio sometimes. You know, we would be here forever trying to take all your phone calls on just who days. But text line again, 304-523-2275. If you want to talk about the game, the Bengals beat the Chiefs on Sunday. And, of course, we have got a big game to look ahead to here later on this week. Hopefully the Thundering Herd can do it again. Beat UAB on Saturday without Tavion Kenzie. That's the thing. Without Tavion Kenzie. And so we're going to hear from Tavion in just a few minutes. We'll get his thoughts on the game. Also, we will, of course, get your phone calls in again. It's 877-420-TALK and text 304-523-2275. So what's been happening on the football front? Well, that's the thing. I know it's basketball season. It is basketball season, but we have a lot coming out of the shoey. First of all, I don't know if you knew this. There's going to be a an event going on Wednesday, sort of a I get a chance to see what the Thundering Herd recruiting class looks like. Now, if you're into that, Coach Huff's your guy. There's going to be a, a event. It's for National Signing Day in the Don Morris room. 
reception at 5.30 p.m. There's a uh, 6 o'clock event, $5 entry fee. It's uh, free for quarterback club members. You you can – I'm sure you've already got the information, but if you're interested, you can phone 304-696-4661. Get in on that. And uh, there's going to be a presser beforehand at 5 o'clock. Uh, so I'm anticipating we're going to go on the air directly at 5 o'clock so I can uh, bring you that presser. So we'll listen in live to Coach Huff. He's going to talk about, I'm sure, some of the stuff that he talked about before and on the uh, as far as the signing day is concerned. So we'll have that for you. We'll carry it live at 5. That is coming up on Wednesday. And then uh, Coach Huff is, uh, well, he's busy. He just doesn't sit down. I think it's all the Red Bull he drinks. He doesn't just take a day off, no. Instead, he's still doing things. And so uh, he put out there today on Twitter that he has um, elevated Clint Trickett. He's now the new offensive coordinator slash quarterback coach. So Clint Trickett being elevated to that position. So congratulations to him again. Uh, Coach Huff has been pretty busy so far with the recruiting, with, you see, this is, we haven't seen this in a while. We're having a recruiting event on Wednesday, and there's actually going to be some of the young men that are going to be uh, in the lineup and uh, in uniform sooner than you think here. They're going to be present. So we haven't had an event like that in a long while. So recruiting is big for Coach Huff and for the lifeblood of this program. He is definitely taking advantage of every trick he can come up with in his book to do things a little different, sometimes a lot different. But at the same time, when have, when have, you, when have you had an event like that? And I'm sure we're going to hear some more if there's anything else that's going to come out. So that's all coming up on Wednesday. And, again, we'll carry that right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And, of course, You can stream it as well. If you haven't already, don't forget, you can go to our website so you can download our app. It's at WRVC.com. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. Our phone line this hour, 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255 with the text line open as well. If you like doing it that way, 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275. And, of course, you can find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. JD sent me a picture. He had to go old school, pull out his old Boomer Esiason jersey. He's going to have it on again for the Super Bowl. That's right, number seven, Boomer Esiason. One of the best quarterbacks ever to do it for the Cincinnati Bengals. They've got a pretty good one now in Joe Burrow. Number nine is not terrible by any stretch of the imagination. And, of course, you can tweet those as well. You can tweet that stuff as well to me. You know, Are you getting championship swag? Are you waiting? I ordered a hat yesterday, and then I canceled it. Let me tell you why. So I grabbed, I didn't like the white one they were wearing yesterday. I saw that. I'm like, I'm getting a hat. Yeah, it's been 33 years. I, I'm going to get a hat. Just, you know, something I can have. And I waited for a little bit to see if I get any uh, fan cash here because uh, when the Bengals won against the Raiders, I get $10 off a hat. I'm like, wow, I, I don't, I'm not passing that up. Have you seen the prices of these things? So I got this great hat. 
I'm like, okay, I'm going to get another one. And I thought, oh, this is great. It says, it says AFC champions on it, 2021. It's got the Bengals logo. There's, it's, I love it. And then I started to look at it. This is after I ordered it. And I looked at it. I'm like, and someone else pointed this out to me as well. I'm like, yeah, you're right. It says AFC conference champions. What's wrong with that? AFC conference champions. That's like saying American football conference conference champions. So I'm like, I, I can't wear that. Especially with the with the people I know who are prone to saying things. I'm not saying I, I, I have crass people I friends with. I'm just saying people I know, no, I can't wear that around them. So I called NFL shop and said, hey, um, I got a problem with an order. You know, I, I wish I would have looked at this better sooner and I, th- I think there's a problem with this i said listen i ordered a hat that says afc conference champions and i said that's like saying american football conference champions american football conference conference champions and he was like oh no <laughs> so the guy at the nfl shop was like yeah that's no that's not good uh we'll be issuing you a refund mr swan you know thanks uh, for shopping with us hope you get one you like so <laughs> Uh, I'll have to wait now. See, I'm a little. I'm, I'm wondering. Do I get a? Do I get something different here? Do I wait for the Super Bowl? I'm sporting the Bengals gear today. I had to. A uh, receptionist last week looked at me and said, "Where's your Bengals gear?" I'm like, look, act like you've been there before. So today I'm on full fledged here. I'm here at the Union. If you saw me, you would know it was me because I got all the Bengals gear on. Uh, let's get into Tavion Kinsey. We got him queued up, ready to go now. Tavion. Uh, key absence in that game against UAB on Saturday. But the good news is, you know, he was like a second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth coach on the sideline. He was cheerleading for the herd. And he talked about that with us earlier on not playing, but still leading and cheering from the bench. Can't be out there to play, so I got to, you know, help my team in any way that I can. And, you know, that's kind of been what we've been preaching for the longest, you know, even if it's not your time to play or even if you don't get any minutes, you know, just being a great teammate is also something that you can do to help us, you know, win or move forward or just become better as a team. So um, with me being out, you know, I we had a talk the night before. I didn't know if I was going to – I mean, I was banking on playing the night before, but it was sore when I woke up. So I was just like, I'm just going to rest. And um, I talked to the team before the game. And I told them I had, like, you know, extreme confidence in them and that they should play with extreme confidence and that, you know, the other team kind of gave us a look like they didn't, we didn't belong in the gym with them, even though they were in our house, you know. So I I took it personal without me even playing, and I told the guys, you know, what I seen. And, and, you know, they just went out there and they got it done. I was telling, you know, um, other people who we, we were talking about the game that, I think that's probably the most determined I've ever seen, you know, as I looked into each of everybody's eyes uh, before we went out there. I could just tell that they were really determined to get the win, especially, you know, with that being the number one team in our conference, you know. Excuse me, I don't really have a voice from cheering, you know, so hard for us. But it's, it's definitely anything I can do for our team to win, you know, just whether that be cheering, jumping up and down, dancing, whatever it may be. Um, just leading our guys, you know, when I can. So He was like an extra coach out there, was he not? If you watched the game, you were at the game, he was like an extra coach out there. The great thing about him not being there, that the one great thing about it was other guys showed up and stepped up. And 
Tavion talked about those younger guys, and here's his impression of his guys showing up and stepping up. Those younger guys are going to be very good. You know, they came in. I seen it this summer when they came in. I always spoke highly of them. Uh, they came in. They they weren't afraid to ask questions, but also they they showed a level of maturity. I think that you know I didn't have even coming in as a freshman. I, I had a lot of older guys when I came in. This year we don't have so much older guys. We're a younger team, but with them coming in, they showed a lot of maturity. Uh, they asked a lot of questions when they needed help, and it was take. It, I told them in the beginning it was going to take them a long way, and then now you're here. You never know what could happen. You never know what position you'll be in, whether you'll be you know coming off the bench, and then next thing you know you'll be starting or you'll be playing big minutes. And finally, when talking to Tavion today, I kind of wanted to get more of a, of a perspective from him, get in his head a little bit more about just watching the game, not coming on and off the bench, being in the game, then out of the game, in the game, out of the game, but just sitting back and watching the game for an entire 40 minutes. Just talk about your perspective. And he, he said he kind of got a new perspective, just being a more of a participant watching than actually being out there. Here, here's how he broke it down. You just see it different. Like, it doesn't even look the same when we watch film. You know, um, just sitting on the bench and not playing is kind of, I put myself into like a coaching mode, even though I let coaches be coaches and they coach. You know, I'm just there to be positive and tell guys what I might see, you know, from me being out there. I let the coaches take over with that. But if sitting there, I think I start to get a more better understanding. You know, I, I kind of told myself if I was ever being, you know, like hard-headed or selfish or anything like that. Like, I, I now see what the coaches say. I now see what the coaches, you know, feel when they're out there because a lot of things we do miss, you know, a lot of a lot of screen and rolls we could have gotten. You know, we, we got a lot this past game, but it was still some things we, we, we missed. And I, I kind of felt like a coach, like, hey, you got to – you got to pass the ball to that guy right there. Like, he's wide open. But, you know, with us gelling like that, I, I just let the game, them, you know, play freely. But definitely gives you a, um, a different perspective when you sit there and you're watching. Uh, it definitely makes you love the game more to see it instead of playing it. You know, it's not like watching an NBA game or something like that. I'm watching my guys go out there and play the same guys that I play with each and every day. So when I can't be out there to see them playing, to see the things that – we could get better at that the coaches always preach about, but we never get to, you know, understand because we're in the game playing. We're trying to make it happen. Good point. You look at film, you break it down differently. Now you're sitting on the sideline. You're, you're familiar with your team. You know what your guys are going to do, what they're capable of doing, what they should be doing. But you're not, you're not looking at it from a film point of view. You're, you're looking at it real time, and you're actually just taking it all in. So I think it's going to help his game. Once he gets back out there, he's going to understand a little bit more. Maybe he'll see some things that he needs to work on, things that he needs to do to maybe continue what the team is capable of doing. And if he doesn't play on Thursday, I don't know what his status will be game time yet. We'll find out. But if he doesn't play, yeah, this team will get some more reps together without him. And I'll tell you what, if this team starts thriving without him, you might not see him out there as much because now he doesn't have to burden the entire team on his shoulders. He doesn't have to go out there and, and maybe score as much. Maybe he can let things come to him a little bit more, let the game flow a little bit more. So he has a lot of options when it comes to 
if guys are scoring, if guys are playing defense, and he's able to just be part of that flow, you, know, you don't have to go out there and have like a 30-point game. You don't have to do that. I mean, sure, you want to get your points, but you, know, you don't have to try to do that and just be the sole guy. And I'm sure UAB came in, one, probably a little little disrespectful. Two, I'm sure they came in and thought, uh, okay, they don't have their star. You know, We got this. This team's on a 10-game losing streak. We can handle these guys. No problem. And they had to fight and work for it, and it didn't turn out their way. Think about it. It did not turn out their way whatsoever. So Tavion Kinsey, hope they'll have him back soon. But I'll tell you what, I was happy with the way this team performed without him. Again, Michael Byers, I love I love seeing Michael Byers out there. I want to see more of him out there. I love seeing, you know, just this team get the chance to go out there, kind of flow a little bit, and, and have Tavion just sit back, cheerlead, coach. Maybe he's pointing some things out that he's seeing that maybe he normally doesn't see when he's you know, in and out, not maybe in that frame of mind. So all in all, nobody saw that coming. You didn't see that one coming. And so now you beat the best team in Conference USA. you got to go out and do it again and prove that it just wasn't a fluke. That's the challenge, making sure you do it again, prove that it wasn't a fluke, that what you did against UAB was more of this is what the team is capable of doing. And, again, you look at what Marshall was able to do. 34-62 from the field, 8 of 24 from the three-point line. I'll take that. I'll take that. Free throws really not the factor for the herd in the win, 8 of 10. UAB 17 of 18 there. They shot 6 of 27 from the three-point line. They were 29 of of 69. So, no, know this. Marshall was a little bit more efficient. That's one thing. They were a little bit more efficient than UAB. That's another thing to keep in mind. Rebounding was in favor of the herd. At one point, Marshall doubled them up on boards. Points in the paint, though, that was uh, that was tough. That was a battle, I, and I actually enjoyed that. I didn't think that at one point that this overpowering UAB team was going to just run over the herd. Marshall won that battle 40-36. to 36. Points off turnovers, though. you got to clean that one up. 26 points off turnovers for UAB, only eight for the herd. Second chance points in favor of UAB, 14-6. Fast break points, 10-4 in favor of UAB. And steals. Steals. Uh, Marshall had three steals. UAB had 12. We knew that they were going to do that. That's what they do. They're they're capable of doing that. They'll do that to a lot of teams. But Marshall found the way to win. And towards the end, you're sitting there thinking, okay, Marshall maybe will blow this. Maybe Marshall's going to find a way to lose. And that wasn't the case. The herd found the way to win. All right, we're here at the Union Pub and Grill. We do it every Monday. And so next Monday, I can't wait to get you back here. Uh, I'm going to speak to Herb, the proprietor. We're going to change some of the decoration here because, after all, the Bengals are in the Super Bowl for the first time in 33 years. I'm going to demand some Bengals paraphernalia here next time I come in. So I will have words with the proprietor. And, of course, you can come down anytime. Today is the Monday special. $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots. You can do that every Monday here at the Union Pub and Grill. Now, coming up next, for those of you listening live, we will have the statewide sports line. That will be followed by the Dan D'Antoni Show. That is all coming up here on your normal Monday on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. 
And then tomorrow we'll be back in studio. We'll do it all over again. Don't forget we have Coach Huff's presser on Wednesday. There's an event going on, a recruiting event for National Signing Day. He's going to have a uh, presser prior to the event at 5 o'clock. So we are going to carry that live on Wednesday. We'll probably hear from Tony Kemper as well on Wednesday. So that's what our Wednesday looks like already. Tomorrow we'll find out what that looks like. But the good news is... Uh, we're going to talk about the one thing that I haven't been able to talk about ever in my professional career. The Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about that for the next two weeks. Don't forget, you can find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan, at Paul Swan, two ends, by the way. Some of you get twisted up on that. It's two ends because, well, one end was good, but two's better. Back tomorrow. We'll do it all over again here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Huntington, W231BS Huntington, broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.